You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Flying Casual, an all-Star Wars podcast. I am your humble host, Michael Canterbury. Do you love the Bad Batch? We love the Bad Batch as well, and that's what we're talking about this entire episode, the Bad Batch. We're actually catching up uh, this week because we were behind a week, so we're we're actually going to be talking about episode three and episode four uh, replacements and cornered here in this latest episode of Flying Casual. Guys, and I'm not here alone. I do have someone at the table with me, the lovely Holly Walton. Holly, how are you doing? It's me. I'm good. That's it. That's it. That's the whole story. That's the whole podcast. It's a, a, a nice Saturday. You did, did you do some gardening? Okay, I did some gardening today. Okay, yeah. um, I took a nap. Yeah. I read like 10 chapters of Catalyst. Big, 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 big shout out to Catalyst. Big favorite of mine. Uh, Holly, 40 pages in, was like, I don't know about this one. I want to put it down. I don't want to read it anymore. But it's coming back. Like you're feeling good about it now. Yeah, I gave it a second chance. Thank okay. God, because that's the book club book that yeah. I just announced today. I don't right think now. you've actually hated a book club book yet, have you? Um, hate is a very strong word. Yeah, we don't use I, that on this podcast. I just unless we're talking about episode two. That's right. Okay, just need to yes. clarify that. Yeah, notorious for episode two hate. Yep. Uh, no, I just wasn't the biggest fan of Bloodline. Also, a big shocker. I, I don't know how you weren't a fan of that book. <laughs> Fascinating. It's fine, Holly. So. Things are changing on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, I, I I know, you know, Luke calling on Skype. He's a big favorite, you know, of the show. You guys loved him. His deep and sweaty knowledge. And I I, uh, I, I have to report that we, we actually no longer have Luke uh, on Skype. Um, and, folks, that is uh, because Luke is in studio. Let's go. Luke is finally home our group is complete holly our group is complete luke i i i mean the 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 loft is nice and sweaty for you i'm, I'm so used to looking down at the computer to talk to luke this is fantastic <laughs> luke i mean other than the greek express smell here in the house i mean how you doing doing great i had a real uh tom sawyer huck finn moment being in the loft yeah felt like i was attending my own funeral you're <laughs> eulogizing me uh that was a weird experience. A nice out of body experience. <laughs> and and of, of course, uh, you know, we are able to do this because yeah. of a wonderful vaccine now. Amen. That's right. And uh, of course, we gave each other the yeah. the traditional greeting amongst yeah. the vaccinated and that we, uh, we all licked each other's licked elbows each other's. when I got here. That's right. It was real weird. Yeah. That's how they do it uh, I think on Hosnian Prime. That's a traditional Hosnian Prime greeting. Pretty sure it is. Actually, yeah. It's just like Okay. Too up close and personal. I feel like the elbow is one of the most sensitive, you know, private parts of the body, is it not? I no. don't know. It's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, Michael's was both salty Sorry. and floral <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so all that gardening that I've been doing, you know. And sweating in the loft. Did it smell a little like beef jerky a little bit? Uh, I think that's a different zone. Different zone. That's yeah, it's a little, a little south. A little south that's of gross. that. Uh, guys, we are we are vaccinated. We are, uh, you know, we're all doing well here. So it's it's time to podcast in person and not fight Skype anymore. Thank God. Yeah. Um, 
wouldn't you know it though ready to do a podcast we're starting to record and holly says what's that buzzing in my ear and i jesus can't even get a good podcast in person but i think holly you know just like an old nes pulled out the cartridge pulled out her her cable to her microphone blew on it plugged it in and somehow maybe it's dusty as i'll get out up here I it don't must know. be i mean but, but hey yeah no buzzing no buzzing. that trick worked yeah just a little buzzing y- yes yeah well, I don't know. Luke's on his second, so I mean, it's. I haven't cracked it open get, yet. <laughs> there'll be a there'll be an audible um, signal for that later. <laughs> one of the perks that Luke is finding out, we actually just have a beer fridge here in this. No, I'm kidding. We don't. We can't afford that. Can we? You sold our beer fridge. I guess we can't afford it. You mean my college fridge? The one that was in Turned the garage. Out the beer fridge. Yeah. But guys, we are happy to be here in studio all together, podcasting licks and all. Um, we watched the Bad Batch. We're caught up. Um, finally, you guys can listen to us Monday morning and be on top of the Bad Batch with us. So, episode three, guys, uh, replacements. Um, no, there was no Shane Falco in here, and, and I made that reference earlier with our team here, and no one got it. No one got the reference. Okay. You want to give it another shot, Holly? I don't want to give it yeah. another okay. shot because I'm exactly where I was a yeah. minute and a half ago where I still don't know who that is. Well, and also, I would love to know yeah. who listening to this knows who that is. Holly, okay, here's the thing. If you were alive in the 2000s, you would have went and seen this. Well, you were technically alive. You probably <laughs> couldn't get into this one. This one might have been PG-13 or something when it came out. You probably couldn't get into it. Do you know when I was born? No. Okay. Just so sure. it was a movie in the 2000s. You did not ringing a bell. It involves some football. Luke, not nothing. I got nothing. Guys, Keanu Reeves was an old college quarterback. He played for Ohio State and he got hurt or something happened. And uh, the, the football league in this movie went on strike and uh, they, they put in a bunch of replacements um, and they brought in old Shane Falco out of retirement. <laughs> and he was an old, he was a lefty. Keanu Reeves was. It was great. He's quarterback. So the name of the movie is Shane Falco? No, the name <laughs> of the movie is The Replacements. Shane oh. Falco was the quarterback. <laughs> Though looking back, maybe they should have just called it Shane Falco because he was badass. When did that movie come out, Michael? I mean, we could look it up. You can look it you up. You told me not to it look it up. It was in the 2000s at some point. I think I went and saw it with my sister. She probably had to get me into the damn movie. But uh, So you weren't old enough to get into the movie. I want to hear it from our Facebook, you know, our, our Facebook group fam. Have you seen the re- your replacements? Uh, why is it your favorite movie? Is that a Disney movie? <laughs> it is. And you know what? I want to say that Jon Favreau said it. Okay. It came out in the year 2000. Okay. Wow. I was spot on. Oh, and it's playing at 12.30 a.m. on TNT. Okay, guys. Wants to watch it. Well, well, Saturday night. Hope you're checking it. out TNT. It's, uh, it's a great film. Anyway. It only got a 41% on Rotten Oh, Tomatoes. get that shite out of here. <laughs> it's a great movie. Okay. But this episode, episode three, the just replacements, <laughs> not the replacements. I want to throw the the in there, but there was no the. Uh, replacements. Uh, a, a, a slight synopsis here. Uh I'm going to pull Luke here on this reference. Luke was our, 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 our heroes camping out on the same asteroid from um, episode four. Was it? Is it that? Is it? A, I don't even know what it was called. Where we got the giant worm guy. That's not, that's not episode, that's not episode four. four. Jeez. <laughs> this is a Star Wars podcast. Are you even a fan? Guys, I'm drenched in sweat right now. That was like we the last episode well, no, I think when I said Naboo. They're on a moon. Slam. 
I believe. Okay, so not or dead. Ordo, a moon of Ordo. Okay, I think. okay, yeah. So not so, but similar. They got the face mask. Doesn't seem to be much oxygen. Yeah, maybe a similar yes. uh, climate environment. Yes. Yeah. Bunch of wormholes. Yeah. So our heroes are there. Um, they go on some adventures, and, and we'll come back to them. But I thought the meat and the potatoes of this episode was really the replacements themselves that Crosshair is leading, and just how dark their story was here. Holly, I think at the end of the episode. You were just like, uh, that was so super dark. This is a kid's movie or a kid's show? Like, you were a little off-put. Was it too dark for you? I mean, it was really dark. I felt like I had to counter it with an episode of Bob's Burgers to just, like, wow. bring myself back up. Wow. So, Do you want me to do my best Bob's Burgers impression? Bob, Not even close. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of close. Not really. But, um, it's John Benjamin. I don't know who that is. So well, I didn't know who Shane Falco well, was. Or even. Listen, I did think that the episode was incredibly dark. Yeah. I think maybe I ha- I don't know. I don't remember episodes in Rebels feeling as dark as this mm, one was, yeah. even though there was like a lot of death and stuff. I, I feel like, I don't know, that replacements episode was a little bit scary. Yeah. Um, But also... Maybe it was like that towards the end of the Clone Wars, and I just don't remember. It's getting pretty dark there. I mean, yeah. I mean, Maul was killing people, you know, a lot. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was just, to me, the difference is that Crosshair just executed these civilians point blank, and I feel like that's not something that we see typically in the animated shows. No, and you're not even that attached to Crosshair, but... You know he's supposed to be a good guy, and you're like, this is really messed up. But he was also giving me some Joker vibes from The Dark Knight. Just his voice alone, but he'd just be like, you want to you wanna know how I got these scars? He didn't say that, but he said something along the lines of that. But I was getting some vibes like that. So to me, and the music, I think, too, kind of was just like unsettling to where, like, oh, my yeah. God, like, people are going to die here. And he just kept yeah. repeating, like, good soldiers follow orders. And it, yeah. it, I think that there was just something, like, creepy about the brainwashing yeah. and then the terrible things that he did and yeah. how there's no remorse there because he was doing what he was told to do. Yeah. Or what he thinks he was told to do. I don't know. Oh, the chip. The inhibited chip is telling him what to do. Mm. Luke, was this one too dark? I mean, what, did it just hit right? I mean, what, what, what did you think of this episode? It definitely made you sit up and go, yes. wow, they just did that. Yes. Because I think when you look at all these series that we've seen in animation, they kind of usually start out a little less serious. Yeah. Um, especially Rebels was, you know, I think aimed to start with a much younger audience and let them grow into things. And then Rebels got pretty serious and there yep. was real death and real consequences to things eventually. And there was always consequences to things going on in the Clone Wars because it's a war, of yeah. course. But um, I think this series, because it's not so much a brand new series, it's really just like a spin-off continuation of the Clone yeah. Wars. It doesn't. I don't think it feels like it had to grow into its maturity. It just True. kind of was at the level True. that Clone Wars left off on. That's a great point. In continuing on to that, and plus it wants to convey the darkness of the beginning of the Empire. That's true. And and this certainly did that. Like, I didn't think we were going to see those uh, those other civilians end up getting yeah. massacred the way that they did. I thought they would maybe be taken into custody as much yeah. 
as much as it was awful to see him take out the fellow trooper yep. the way that Crosshair did, I didn't think we were, it was ultimately going to result in those people as well. But it's very, yeah. very similar vibe to uh, the opening of The Force Awakens. Nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Just like, you're just like, they're not going to do Okay. <laughs> they did We're that. opening up. Kylo Ren's a douche. Awesome. Okay. Finn's not. He didn't shoot anybody. Awesome. Got it. You're right. It was just, I love that you said that, like, this is how Clone Wars ended, and it can just pick right up, and it just feels like it, it, it earned it. Like, it's totally fine. Um, so I, I, I love, too, that we're seeing... Um, we had mentioned Tarkin and his kind of, you know, focus on bringing in recruits. We, Tarkin is a great recruiter. That is what he brings to the Empire. Uh, is he a brilliant tactician? I don't know, uh, but he's a great recruiter. And so uh, we've got uh, Holly Admiral Rampart. Rampart. Um, I got Holly was looking stuff up earlier. I was just like, you need to remember this name because Luke's hammered and you can't trust him <laughs> to bring up information right now. I'm one in one quarter <laughs> beer deep, guys. These puppies, these puppies are three percent. I'm getting a little hammered. Um, so we got Admiral Rampart who who is convinced that uh, conscripted soldiers and recruits are going to be the future of the Empire. And he introduces Tarkin to this elite squad that he's got together for a second, for a moment when they showed them lined up in all their profiles. I was like, wait a second. Is this Iden Versio's squad? Luke, did that? I, I panicked for a moment. I was like, they're doing this. What did you think? Did anything? Were you just like, who is this? Or you just like, okay, cool. They're soldiers. I didn't, I didn't jump to Iden Versio. It was interesting to see the sort of, a, in a you know, both genders represented. Yep. They were all humans. There wasn't any mm-hmm. any aliens thrown in there. Definitely. But I think what's a lot of the buzz around the the old interwebs is um, are they the sort of the beginning iterations of the death troopers? Death troopers. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the dark armor yep. and everything, and like as this, um, there was a, a code name assigned to them Warhammer. I think this Warhammer. This project Great pull. Of of um, creating these new elite soldier squads yeah. that aren't part of the clones. I think it was War Mantle. War Mantle, Holly Mantle. Nice pull. I didn't just pull that. I I I had that for from earlier you, when yeah. I was looking stuff up. <laughs> Men- Sorry, mentioned in Rogue One. Remember when Jen's going through all that and War Mantle, uh, Black Saber, Project Stardust, Project Stardust. Stardust. Yeah. yeah I, so that so hey, check that one off. We kind of know what's going on there, and and apparently, um, uh, Admiral Rampart Rampart <laughs> thirty seconds and it's already gone. Uh, is kind of leading this up. Tarkin even says, "Hey, your initiative. It's all you now." So we're probably gonna see more of this guy. But you're right, Luke. Could be a the the beginnings of the Death Troopers. They even had the green little visors like the Death Troopers had that we saw in Rogue One. So. That would be cool. None of the yet. When is that going to come into play? Why did the Death know. Troopers not exactly. speak? Uh, understandable, basic. I don't know because, because they want to do really shitty things, and I it's guess I like, can't make them too human. Well, I guess it could be like uh, the Navajo code talkers in World War II. Like Dude, we need a yes. code language that nobody else knows. Let's yep. find. Yep. They found some obscure <laughs> language, and like all Death Troopers need to learn this. Seriously, yeah. 
That's crazy. I always thought that it was just like, you know, when you watch like the Peanuts and yeah. the grownups don't <laughs> I never really did. say anything. No, I never did. Okay, well, in yeah. the Peanuts, the cartoon. Oh, wow, 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 I don't know. Yeah. That's what I always thought of. But yeah, no, that's A fair. lot more innocent than what the Death Troopers actually are, so don't listen to yeah, me. Yeah, they would have murdered that teacher. You only see her from the waist down. Well, all grownups <laughs> in Peanuts sound like that. Yeah. That's true. That's and true. It, their parents, everybody, and it's it makes it's like representative of like kids like not understanding or drowning Just out adults because they don't want to listen to them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I I can't that figure out me. the equivalent of the Death Trooper <laughs> not being audible. Yeah, that's fair. It just seems like they do such terrible things that we don't want to humanize them very much. But I, they haven't really done anything different than any other stormtrooper. They just you know? look badass and everything. Yeah, maybe it's just yeah. to make them more menacing. I don't know. But so this could be the very beginnings of that. Who knows? Maybe they become something else. Um, but I thought it was cool we're continuing to develop this. There's going to be a transition. How's it going to go down? It doesn't seem like it's going to be a pretty one. It's not going to just, you know, these. maybe the clones will retire or whatever. But uh, is it Lama Su, Luke? Is it Lama Su? There's Lama Su and Lama Su. Nala Say. Nala Say. Yeah. Are, are there on Camino and they're worried. They're yeah. worried. They know that the they're you know, the the end of this road's coming up. And if they're gonna continue to survive, um, which I'm sure the Kaminoans would be fine, but they seem like some greedy bastards. So they are thinking ahead and saying this is gonna come to an end. If you know, if these conscription soldiers are the future, we need to we need to be valuable to this empire. We need to provide them something that they're going to use. Um, and so they were talking at the end. I know I'm kind of jumping towards the end, but they were talking about a, a it was it a new host or something like that. Django's Django's material, whatever, is limited at this point. So who could this be? Who who are we talking about? Boba Fett. Could Boba show up because he was kind of the un unaltered? Yeah, yeah. right. Could it be him? Um, I'm re- I'm really fascinated to see what their plans are. They obviously seem tied to Omega. There's something different about her. So you don't think, yeah, that it could be Omega. It could just be Omega. But boy, it just seems this seems too secretive. We got you know we got Fennec Shan showing up, and she's yeah, talking yeah. to somebody. Well, like, when you think about, we're getting we're starting to get into this era. We're just sort of on the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. of it, where there's going to be all these shows coming at us thicker and faster than we've experienced before. Mm-hmm. And the next one that we know of that we'll actually be able to watch is book of Boba Fett. Yep. Yeah. Which yep. we almost certainly know Fennec Shand is in as well. And we yep. know Fennec Shand is now in, in uh bad batch. Yep. So just for the connective tissue, getting people excited to see book of Boba Fett later yep. in the year, uh, it would make sense if Boba Fett also makes his way into this. Absolutely. This series as well. Absolutely. Um, anything else about those troopers? I, 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 I don't know if we had talked about it yet uh, on this podcast, but we we're talking a little bit about crosshair and just have, no, we did. We do it kind of, I, I, he was getting, I was getting a Joker vibe from him. Did we talk about that? You did said we that. say that? It was just the, the music and everything was just so unsettling. And what was really cool, these troops, these elite troops seem like real dicks, right? When we meet them, oh, yeah, this and that, yeah, we're elite. But when it came down to it, they were actually really trying to do the right thing in the moment. They sent him off to kill Saw Gerrera, 
and his followers or whatever. And when they do that and kill his troops, there's civilians left behind. And when uh, Crosshair is wanting to kill them, the one dude steps up and says, we're not murdering these people. They're civilians. I thought that was cool. I, I liked it. We're seeing that, you know, not every one of the Empire is a douche. They're here. It's their duty to serve. These are rebels. We're taking them out. But these, you know, these civilians, what, what, what are we doing here? I thought that was a really cool moment um, and to just really show how far gone Crosshair is. And then I have to ask you guys, is he too far gone at this point, Holly? I mean, well, can he I don't, be redeemed? I don't think that he's too far gone. They, okay. they wanted him to act that way. Yeah. And this was a test for him to show how his performance will be in that situation compared to how the performance of this like elite troop of actual humans is. And they knew that Tarkin intentionally said, you need to set this inhibitor chip. So like set it it to the max. Yes. Set it to the max on purpose to see how he will respond. And so I don't think that he's too far gone. I don't know if they can reverse the damage from or the remove inhibitor it. or remove yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't know what like the impact to crosshair would be after that, or if he can be saved because to me, I don't think that it's fair to ask if he's able to be redeemed because yeah. he's not doing this of his own free will. He doesn't Great have point. any control over Great this. Point. So I don't think it's necessarily a matter of him being able to be redeemed. I think it's, yeah. can he be saved? Can he be saved? Maybe we just got to pluck that inhibitor chip out. <laughs> Right, and he made a chip. Uh, Omega can probably do it with her eyes closed. I mean, she already knew everything about it. Well, yeah. her and Tech. True. Tech. Tick. Tick. <laughs> yeah, her accent's freaking phenomenal. I've been working on it. Working on it. But more than what it, more than what it says about Crosshair, mm-hmm. I think is it, it the connection to that that Force Awakens scene we talked about with yeah. the massacre there, and how Finn's the only one who doesn't start shooting, and everyone around him starts yeah. shooting because they've all been conditioned. Like the backstory on Finn in the First Order era of troopers is that they cap, they kidnap all these people yep. very young, yep. so that they they can brainwash them and condition them to their um, style of doing things. And there's some great stuff in like the I think it was in the Phasma novel, or maybe even in the um, the Black Spire novel that follows up on the same some of the same characters from Phasma. Um, it talks about the conditioning that they would give to all the First Order soldiers. They would yeah. like, play things that they would hear as they would go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. And it was really <laughs> intensive conditioning. Um, and now we're, we're seeing, like, the turnover from the Republic to the Empire and them try to initiate that. I don't think it's as intense as what they did yeah. with the First Order. Uh, but it's showing that if you have one guy who dissents, steps up and says, I don't want to kill everyone. He's the guy who gets taken out mm-hmm. and the only people left are the people who went along with it. Yeah. So it's sort of like conditioning by weeding out anyone with enough of a conscience to not do those things. Yeah. yeah. And remember, Crosshair wanted to take those people out the first time he saw them. <laughs> when he was with Great the rest point. of the Bad Batch. Put it to 11, though. He's like, we're doing yeah. it. Yeah. So you're you're right. And and uh, and these and, and they mentioned uh, I can't remember if it was Tark I think it was Tarkin mentioned that the the remaining clones are going to lead these conscripted soldiers and Trent they're going to heavily train them so are they going to do the same with all the other clones you know turn them up to eleven and that's what that's what it's going to take to essentially you know this isn't a hey join the you know the republic and get rid of the rebels this is like you're gonna you're gonna 
fight out of fear <laughs> of losing your own life. We're seeing that transition um, here, and these clones are the ones who are going to be able to set the example and probably maintain order for a little while until we get everyone on board and start really recruiting some of the crazies out there because um, we know they're out there. Yeah, well, Luke, that was a great point because you can kind of start to see how just this one episode and Tarkin being involved with it kind of set the foundation for that decision to be made. Maybe we need to take these soldiers. We still want them to be people. We don't want clones yeah. anymore, but we need to take them when they're young yeah. so that they can, we can mold them into the kind of soldier that we want them to be. Yeah. What, what change, like what changes, you know, what is it just, we want complete control and we're going to grow them into what we want. So does something happen after the fall of the empire and the first order kind of changes things? I don't know. I, and I also like, this is just me. I don't remember what Rampart's argument for needing to have human, like human soldiers instead of clones was. He just thinks they're superior. Probably hates clones. I mean, it, it's obviously kind of does. Well, Tarkin prejudice. also thinks it'll be cheaper as well. It's uh, sort of that's, a budgetary yeah. thing. Right. Those, clones, those Caminones are expensive. The clones are expensive. Yeah. They're yeah. good. Yeah. But they're yeah. expensive. Cloning technology ain't cheap, okay? You know, we're in a recession here, probably in the Star Wars galaxy as well, you know? 100%. All those tax cuts didn't do anything in the Star Wars galaxy. So now, you know, we build clones. Who's going to pay for it? You know, the galaxy, unfortunately. Um, so this is, I thought that was, it's cool. It kind of blends into this next episode, but we're, we're it's great that we're seeing this turn of the Empire and how quick it is. Um, so I'll be really interested to see where we go with these these replacements. Um, and poor Crosshair, when when they when they were they gave a scan on him, and and the I think it was a droid or whatever said, "You're performing at whatever levels." He get out of my face. Like he, he's annoyed. He's just annoyed. And then the the moment where he goes back to his barracks, I didn't even realize when I first watched it, that was the Bad Batch's barracks, and all the the replacements are going into it. And it's it's it seems like it's taking a toll on him. I'm like, could he overcome this on his own? He may they may not even need to remove the chip or whatever. Like there's there's this deep love of his friends and family, and maybe it'll come out and win in the end. I don't know, but he just kind of he did the classic sit on the side of your bed. We've seen so much in Star Wars, just like shit, like <laughs> this this is not what I wanted. So I, I kind of hope that he overcomes it himself because. So many, you know, of his brothers have. It would be nice to see him kind of, kind of go through that process. But I don't know. I mean, that's the that's your classic optimism about yeah. still having hope for this kids show. So <sighs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was a dark one. It was, um, and it was cool. They balanced it out with the, you know, um, with Omega. They, they, you know, the the Bad Batch has parked their ship on this on this moon, and they lose this part that they need. This little dragon guy takes it to his lair. And there's a really cool moment after Hunter gets knocked out and she goes searching in the part by herself. Um, she takes his blaster, too, which I thought was cool. I was like, Jesus, she just may go in there and murder everything in there. Oh, my God. No, I didn't really think that. But the cool thing was is that, you know, when she's cornered um, by this dragon, she realizes I can throw my flashlight. He's consuming energy, whatever, whatever. But she could have shot him. She could have done that. And I like we're getting this this new age of Star Wars animation where we're not just mindlessly killing creatures anymore. I mean, we may still, who knows? 
But it was she had a almost an Ezra Bridger moment. Yes, yeah. right. Like just I don't know if she's tapping into the force and feeling it, but like was just like this is a creature. Like I I I don't need this. She would just kind of put it away and just kind of was like, well, you're gonna eat me, okay. So I thought that was really cool. A nice yes. moment for her. I think that what you're seeing is a normal human reaction to yeah. being like, this animal is not a threat to me. Yeah. I am a threat to it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give it what it wants. Just and try to eat. Get out of there. Yeah. That's just empathy for this creature that's just trying to survive. And it seems like it could rub off on Hunter too. Cause he's like, why did you do this? Like, did you have to use that blaster? She's like, no, it's cool. Everything's good. So he might turn to a little softy, but as another nice, it's interesting too. You're starting to see him develop, you know, before he probably would have just like, yelled at her like he did when they visited cut but here he's like are you okay like that was the first thing he asked her so even just an episode later you're seeing okay this whole father figure is starting to stick for him which was cool you know people are calling it the dad batch (laughs) (laughs) yeah three men and a baby there's more how many i don't know (laughs) there's three left right no echo echo keep forgetting echo wrecker Hunter. Yeah, four, four minutes. So, not not TMNT anymore. Um, oh my goodness. Anyway, so yeah, uh, replacements was cool. It was dark. Boy, I, I'd love to hear from you guys that are letting your kids watch this. Like, I mean, it was one of those episodes where you're like, okay, maybe we skipped the murdering civilians part. I don't know, but maybe they need to see it. Um, replacements. That was a great episode, and, and the follow up to it with cornered. Boy, it's as if they took. The prequels and Rebels and just smashed them together <laughs> and made an episode out of it, which I loved it. It was awesome. Um, but classic Star Wars, you know, we need a part. We got to we gotta go to a shipyard. We got to <laughs> scramble our code or whatever. It always it lands them in trouble because our Bad Batch are realizing, okay, there's pretty much an APB out on us right now. Yeah. And we got to scramble our code so we can't get picked up. So classic going to a... Uh, a port here, and 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 uh, the guy who's running the port, he's a scoundrel. He's trying to 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 run them for all their money, um, and he re- he reports them to someone, which was interesting. And we 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 find out that's Finnick Shan. And the whole time, I'm thinking that Finnick is just out for a bounty on the ship and the bad whoever stole it or whatever or whatever. You know, there there's a bounty on these guys, obviously now at this point. But when she shows up and sees them and sees Omega, find out Omega is actually her target, which, I mean, we're going to get into this later, but I, I just got to ask you now, who is Fennec working for, Luke? I, I mean, who who the hell is she talking to? Is it Palpatine? Does she have a direct line to Palpatine, or is it just Boba Fett? Yeah, I mean, that's the big question you're left with at the end of this episode. It, it um, We assume we'll get a follow-up <laughs> yeah. before long. I I don't think uh, she's going to be working for the Empire because it seems that, like, from what we know of Tarkin, that he doesn't fully understand the Bad Batch, doesn't know a ton about them. He wanted to learn more about them. So it seems like they're a little bit under the radar in terms of the main Imperials. So Palpatine might not know a ton about them. Tarkin's only starting to learn more about them. It seems to be that... the Kaminoans who are the most concerned Bingo. about them. Yeah. So that's to me the the most likely scenario is that she's working on behalf of them. But so much of this 
it, the bigger picture of the story is is sort of shrouded in, in mystery yeah. at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being something different. But from what we know right now, to me, the, the evidence points to the Kaminoans having hired her. That's what I was thinking, too. And, and my first thought was, you know, like, you know, who who got this problem? Who are we going to call? So I called Boba. Okay, Boba, as you know, your dad was beheaded. He can no longer do our bidding. Would you be interested in a job? And he's like, I guess so. I, that's how I think it went down. I don't know, Holly. I mean, are you on board? Is it the Kaminoans? Is it Palpatine? Is Maul out there somewhere, you know, pulling all the strings? Um, Hopefully Maul. I really hope it's Maul. <laughs> yeah, I like Maul. But, okay, first of all. Oh, God, here. I don't think that Fennec Shand and Boba Fett have met each other at this point. Okay, let's go. Okay. At least in no, my I love mind, it. I love it. we're at least going to get one more episode with Fennec Shand in it. Yep. I wasn't sure if she was just going to show up as a cameo in one episode or if we would see her in more. So, so far we know we'll at least get one more with her in it. Yep. And I think it would be, I don't know, interesting at some point during the series when she leaves it alludes to her at least maybe like finding Boba or something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe we don't hear his name. We don't see him. I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I think it was probably the Kaminoans because at the end of episode two, who is at Nalase and Lama Sue have a conversation together about the Bad Batch and then specifically yeah. about Omega. Omega yeah. And you're not really sure like where they stand or like, I don't know. It seems it seems like they wanted Omega to get out of that situation, but then they're kind of like, yeah, we, we need her back or we need yeah. her in a place where we know she's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with Luke that it seems more likely that the Kaminoans would be behind hiring a bounty hunter to bring Omega back or bring her yeah. to some location that they can keep tabs on. I think that makes the most sense, but I have a feeling that so originally I thought it would be cool if, like you said, Boba and Finnick don't know each other and they run into each other, they're on the same job and they fight each other. And then they realize, I don't know, they got it reminds me of when Din and uh Cara Dune were pointing blasters at each other's head on the ground, it were like that moment, like we're never going to beat each other, maybe we can work together, like something like that. So that was my first thought. Now I have a, a, some more speculation. It would be cool if the Kaminoans hit up Boba, like I said, said, hey, as you know, your father was beheaded and uh, we need you to come home. But I think it would be really great if Boba Fett utterly despises the Kaminoans yeah. and finds out that they were doing this secret project when uh-huh. he was there and maybe they even wanted to do it on him or he wasn't good enough or something that really maybe this is his mission. It's not this isn't leading Tatooine or filling jobless place or something else. And maybe he got wind of this and he's looking to stop it. He's like, you know what? I get back at these greedy bastards and we can go get that Omega that's you know conveniently missing. Luke, I had this theory running on. into my head that along the lines of what you're saying that what if it is just Boba Fett? Out for Boba Fett. Let's go. That hired yeah. Fennec Shand awesome. or got involved with Fennec Shand. And, and I had this comical idea that it's just like he learned that Omega is a female 
um, version of Django, and he's like, yeah. "That's my sister." Yeah. I'm, and he's lonely, and he just wants his sister. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm going to hire Fennec Shan to get my sister. Now, I, I, that seems really unlikely to me at this point. But I, as you guys are talking, and my brain is racking, and I'm trying to pull all the Star Wars canon bits out of my head, I'm thinking, what do we know about Boba Fett in this time Great point. period? He's still like a teenager. The last we saw him in the Clone Wars... I think he was working. Um, He's working with Bosk and some other bounty hunters, yep. and there was an arc where um, Asajj Ventress came in and worked with the team. Ultimately, yeah, betrayed them, left yeah. him locked in a trunk, yeah. which was pretty funny um, to get away with the the um, the bounty and, and the sort of treasure they were they were going after. And then he appears in Dark Disciple, mm-hmm. working. Um, Good point. He gets drawn in to, again with Asajj, even though they yeah. had the rough history. Yeah. That was his own choice, too. Like, she didn't really ask him to. He was like, I'm going to see what happens. We're yeah. going to see how this plays but out. But I think yeah. he's teamed up with Bosk a lot. Like, yeah. Bosk seems to be one of his main partners in the canon in this time period. And, yeah, so we don't know how what Fennec Shan's connection is to that that crew and everything. But it does as we're talking it seems more and more likely we're going to get boba fett in some aspect here this is a little bit of a tangent but as you brought up maul a few minutes ago um you know in the end uh final season of the clone wars that we got last year on disney plus there were a couple of very brief characters seen in hologram that had never been on the clone wars before and from what i know about these animation processes it's like a lot to develop a character model Mm -hmm. so if they've gone through the trouble of developing a character model it's it's reasonable to expect that they're going to use that character model for more than just a split second shot so the two that i'm thinking of that we got one is is um caleb doom we saw him Mm -hmm. in hologram in the final season of the clone wars look at that there he is it was a split second thing it wasn't very long Lo and behold, Bad Batch comes along. Yep. yep. Who's in several minutes of the first episode? That's right, Caleb. Caleb Doom. Doom. Um, the other one that's like, oh wow, look, they put him in the final season of Clone Wars. No dialogue, just a brief image of this character. Dryden Voss mm. is seen in hologram form Whoa. talking to Maul along with the other crime syndicates. Yeah. Um. So my. Money is now also on Dryden Voss Let's appearing in this series because Dude. they bothered to come up with the character yep. model. Great point. It seems like they've got it ready to be yep. used. Um, so there could be a connection to Maul, Crimson Dawn. That would be pretty cool, actually. Like uh, yeah. with all with with how much focus we've been putting in this era and through up through Rogue One, mm-hmm. I feel like we've been reading a lot of books. And we've been talking about it a lot now that we're getting past Order 66 into, yeah. like, the development of the Death Star and mm-hmm. all of that. I think that that'd be kind of cool to see an animated version of Dryden Voss continue to show up. This, Boba, the book of Boba Fett felt like we could be getting a lot of that underground crime boss kind of stuff. But this could very well lead us into it. Like you said... Book of Boba Fett's coming out after this thing, we assume. So why not tease that? Why not get us ready? Why not show us a little of that underground that we all know there's a power vacuum? Well, not really, I guess. The Empire's the Empire still has to get its hold, but 
there's still going to be crime syndicates out there. Going to be like, hey, little opportunity, let's do it. Um, work for this empire. You <laughs> scratch our back, we scratch your back. Like, right? Do you guys remember though? I feel like at the end of the last season of The Mandalorian. Fennec Shan said how her and Boba Fett kind of teamed up. And I, maybe I'm not remembering it correctly, but I was under the impression that she said that she owed him. I took that as more that um, after she was shot there on Tatooine. um, Oh, yeah. That he's the one who saved her. Okay. After that uh, in season one where uh, Mandalorian had teamed up teamed up with that other guy to go find her and she ended up shot in the gut mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that at the end of the episode in season one we yeah. saw the mysterious person appear Come up and find her yeah and, so i Could think be. i got i took it as she owes him because he saved her life then but they could very well have a lot more history than yeah, that. yeah i i truly don't know and so because because i guess that makes that makes the most sense because for some reason when i heard that i was like oh there must be like something else that happened that now she feels like completely like indebted to him. But I mean, well, it seems like he knows her value though. Then, yeah. Right. She's worth saving. Exactly. Yeah. She's worth saving. So they've had encounters in the past. They had to have. So, Hey, I'll save you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Went over John's palace. Let's, we'll do whatever we can do it together. But this is, I also am glad you did that that little kind of, um, kind of little history on uh, you know Boba at this moment, Luke, because like this isn't the Boba Fett who was sitting in the Sarlacc who you know saw Christ you know coming through the clouds <laughs> and had a moment saying I'm a changed man. He didn't do that. He has to, he's still a little dick. So I think it would be kind of cool to see. I mean it. Talking about all this makes me want Cad Bane. Like, it makes me want all these characters. Like, I'd love to see Dryden Voss. I'd love to see kind of that that, that underground stuff. Like, are we going to get that out of this this, this show? Are we going more seasons? I, I don't know, but it seems like good potential to show us what else is going on in the Empire, or what else is going on in this galaxy while the Empire's figuring things out and how we can take control um, but we always know these these crime syndicates are successful because, you know, it's a big galaxy. They do things for the Empire. The Empire turns a blind mm-hmm. eye. So I think it'd be cool to kind of start getting a little bit of that. The Bad Batch can kind of lead us there. I think that'd be freaking awesome. But yeah. I, I just have so many questions. I didn't think I'd be this invested in the show. I didn't either. Okay, Luke, now that I've had time yeah. to think about it, yeah. I really like your theory about Boba Fett being like, I'm getting my sister out of this shitty situation <laughs> and she's coming with me. It could be. He doesn't have his dad. Because, like I said, they're going to call up say, as you know, Django lost his head. Like, you have nobody. Come home. You keep home. bringing up this decapitation <laughs> I thing. I know. He's uh, fix it. Okay, but well, you know what? Because it's going to bring up, like, if, if they actually reached out to him, that'd be crazy. But, like, if they need him to do something or he is the final s- sample of Django that they need... I don't think he's going to be very happy with everything that went down. Like, look at the situation you put my dad in. He, he's gone. I don't have anybody now. So if he finds out he actually has some, like, sister, he's going to want – it makes sense that he would want her. Yeah. Because he has nobody besides I, his shitty uh, bounty hunting family. He's got a boss. A boss. And that's it. <laughs> Boba. Ew. Okay. Snuggles up with boss at night. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Not a fan Pre, of the lisp. No. Nah. Okay. Pre, no. Pre Mandalorian, 
I don't think yeah. if we had had this conversation and I hadn't have watched yeah. the second season of The Mandalorian, I would have been like, that seems very out of character for Boba Fett. I don't think that Boba Fett yeah. would be looking out for anybody, even if it is somebody who he's like, oh, technically that could be my sister. Yeah. It just, that doesn't seem to fit. But now seeing how he kind of like went out of his way to do something for Din that he literally didn't have to do. Great point. I mean, I, mean, I guess that feels like it could possibly be in character for him. Well, there's always something in it for Boba, though. You know, Boba's not just this selfless guy. He's like, you need help? Cool. Hey, man, you're like a dad to this little guy. Oh, yeah. There's something in it for him, too. He's getting something out of it. So maybe he has no idea that this is like his... I don't even know what to call her because she's not really a sister. No, but I mean... But kind of. She's not a clone. And she's a sister as much as Jango is his father. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah, like yeah, even biologically, I guess they're very similar. So, And if you twins, think about so. it, like, I don't want to, like, sound callous or, like, insensitive, Holly, but, like. You've already done that to yourself, okay? <laughs> but, I'm like, kidding. if you think about it, like, the clones, they all call each other brother. And I just yes. feel like there's some sort of, Great like, point. camaraderie that comes with having that, like, shared DNA, whether it's yeah. from cloning or Otherwise, if yeah. that makes sense, yeah, shared DNA, yeah, I it's fascinating. I, I cannot believe how much I'm speculating off the show. I didn't think I'd really care about it too much, but I'm enjoying it a lot. It's all connected. So let's talk about some of the uh, some of the things that I loved um, going through this town that looked like. Uh, Coruscant at times, and then sometimes it looked like Lothal, like we're in the marketplace of Lothal. There were Lothcats. There were Lothcats, like they're everywhere. Um, they did a really great job of making you feel like this was a part of Rebels, like, you know, Omega running around, reminded me of Ezra running around being chased by troops or whatever. Um, I thought that was super cool, and then the 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 speeder chases, it was very reminiscent of episode two. No episode two hate on this podcast none none i'll shut it down i'll shut it down now i do think this was yeah. actually i know we've only had four episodes but i think this is probably my favorite of the four let's go Why? it was just i just think it wasn't as dark you're as the for last Annie one to show up. it's i was not okay it's setting us up for other things to come in the future i think yeah. it was more exciting i like seeing fennec shand it just kept me engaged yeah and she's not the, she, she doesn't seem like the great. I know she's kind of a hero to us, but like she's still kind of a shitty person. She's kidnapping this kid, um, <laughs> abducting, yeah, abducting, yeah. But she, she, I mean, she is a badass. I thought it was cool when Wrecker's like, "I got this. Like, go to the ship. I'll be done with her in a second. One punch, <laughs> knocked out. I know he was out. Oh, TKO. Michael Le called it. Absolutely. I was like, there's <laughs> no way he's screwed. Uh, just shoot her or something. But Luke, did, did this, were you getting some prequel vibes? Did this take you back home to your youth? Just like going in and out of Coruscant, jumping from speeder to speeder. I thought little braided Annie was going to show up and try to save the day. Force ghost Annie braided. But he didn't. <laughs> well, that was one of the great parts of the Clone Wars. You got to see all these places that are referenced in dialogue throughout all yeah. the movies or shown in very uh, brief glimpses. Maybe in Order 66, you see the Jedi scattered throughout the galaxy yeah. and you see these different planets where yep. they're executed. Uh, but you just don't get to spend time on them. because <laughs> I don't remember why, 
But in the past month, maybe it was as one of those things where you're trying to go to sleep and you need something to kind of distract your mind. Yeah. So I started counting in my head as I'm trying to fall asleep. How many planets are actually visited in each movie? And which movie has like the most planet visits? And it's fun to just you know yeah. roll through your head and you go, uh, episode four, uh, they're on Tatooine. Uh, they go to the Death Star. That's kind of a planet. Uh, yeah. You see Alderaan. And uh, they end up on Yavin 4. Yeah. So you kind of have like four locations or whatever. And then you just go through all the movies and see like in the end there's only like a couple planets yep. usually in each movie. Uh, but in the Clone Wars you get all these arcs going to all these different yeah. parts of the galaxy. Yeah. And we see all these these places like um, the moons of Io I think it is that Anakin references in Episode one, when he angels. says, yeah, where the angels are. Are you an angel, Padme? <laughs> I've heard about them. Yeah. Um, and there's a Clone Wars episode where they go to that place. Yeah. Um, so there's there's so many instances of that. And to see, uh, go to Pantora, which is this place we know of because in the Clone Wars, there's an episode, a great episode on, the, on a moon of Pantora mm-hmm. where there's these ice people in this dispute and everything. And... Uh, Characters played by George Lucas and Katie Lucas in the prequels yeah. are Pantorans. Yeah. Some of their on-screen, uh, I don't know if that's George's only on-screen appearance in the prequels. So. But he's one of, dressed up as one of these blue-skinned blue guys, guys in there. <laughs> so that's a great connection to get to Pantora, and, yeah. and that's the home planet of these blue-skinned people that George actually portrayed yeah. in the in the prequels. Uh, so it is just great to continue to see these worlds yeah. that, that get referenced so briefly. Uh, and I like I like how you said it was a blend of like Lothal and Coruscant. Yeah. Like obviously not as densely populated and built up as Coruscant mm-hmm. is, yeah. but enough of that urban vibe, but also very much a Lothal absolutely vibe as well. It was a cool blend of all that. I mean, they were down in the freaking sewer, and I was just like, "That is uh, is is Chopper going to show up and uh, <laughs> open up one of these hatches?" Because it felt just like it. Yeah. Um, which is great because we're freaking huge Rebels fans here. Um, so it's cool. It's it's. I like that Omega is starting to seem a little bit like Ezra Bridger. Just always going to do the right thing. She's always got a, a positive outlook on things. Um, and it was great. Like she, she's bored. Like she's bored on the ship. She's like, I want to be useful. Are we going sizing? Okay, let's do it. Like she's like pumped all the time, and I love. It. She's got good energy. Also, it's like, like still reminding you that she's a child because like yes. The- Guys in the Bad Batch, they're out doing grown-up things. Exactly. And she has no, not really a lot of interest in that because A, she yeah. doesn't really understand the scope of what they're doing. But B, yeah. she's never been to these places before. And so she gets distracted by these cute little yeah. alien puppies and Absolutely. things that, like sand and other episodes. Like things that kids would truly get distracted by yeah. anyway. So, I mean, yeah. really like she shouldn't be as mature as she is all the time on the show because she's yeah. still a child. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of kids in Star Wars that you see their childhood is taken away from them, which actually is most of the children in Star Wars. And I feel like they're giving a little bit of that back to Omega, which I really like. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Um, the other thing I really enjoyed was the droid humor. I feel like we haven't had much of droid humor. Star Wars is droids. And the closest thing we have to a droid, the Bad Batch, is Echo. And I hate saying that. (laughs) 
but he's got his little, he's got the, you know, thing that all the Astromex has. There's that big clunky. he doesn't have the humor. There's that big clunky droid. They have a gonk droid in the back, right? Yeah. And like Wrecker was doing like bicep curls (laughs) with it. He's really just a dumbbell though. (laughs) Then Omega was using it as like the pillow and Hunter was like, that doesn't look comfortable for either of you. Great point. That's but that's a, not really the droid being funny. That's more like just situational. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought it was cool that we got a little droid humor. The Echo can't really be, he's not the funny guy. He is, I mean, there is no personality there with Echo. Echo's been through some stuff. I get it, but like nothing there. So the fact that these droids were there to kind of make it a little comedic was great. And they had a little stubby. It's like someone put arms and legs on an astromech, and he's just wallowing like, wait, he's fixed. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Like, let's get more of that guy. He looked like the freaking, uh, the, the Michelin guy, um, which Yeah, that's great. kind of a little bit of Easter eggs there. Um, I did watch all of Resistance, although I didn't commit a lot of it to memory. Uh, but I definitely recognize the dog character you brought up earlier. And it's funny when you mentioned it, Chewie kind of made a noise. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't breathe. He, he didn't appreciate that you were calling another dog cute, I think. <laughs> the nerve. Um, but, yeah, the, the dogs that kind of take the toy from her yeah. were uh, the pet dog of uh, a character in Resistance as well. And then this, I wouldn't have known it. I didn't catch it, but I've seen it out there that that droid model that you're talking about that you got such a kick out of yeah. also first appeared in Resistance. So there's some... Um, sort of resistance Easter eggs buried in this episode. You might have to give resistance <sighs> a second chance. I, I have to finish it. There's t- like, I just, I just lost interest. And Luke would come up at work. Hey, did you finish? I was like, it'll come like three episodes behind. <laughs> and then he'd come back next week. I'm like, I didn't watch it either. And then at some point we just stopped talking. He's like, you're never going to finish it. <laughs> I stopped that. Yeah. Too much resistance hate. I, yeah. No, it was fine. I do need to go back and finish it because I love that they're making pulls from that and the clone. Like, it's great. That and you want to be able to all. catch them as you see them. Exactly. Because I'm not. I just enjoyed the little stubby guys. Like, give him some work <laughs> to do. That guy's great. Wait, the toy the toy that that dog took from her, did she find that in the item that she dropped in that guy's shop? Or was that hers? Where did that come from? Do we know? It, was, it looked like Jen's little... Stormtrooper one that she had is kind of reminiscent of that, but it was a yeah. it was a it was an actual Republic commando uh, or trooper, which is weird. It yeah. like came out of nowhere. I think it came out of something that she yeah. found in the shop, and then she took it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. garbage or something, and she's just like, "Oh, this is cool. I'll take that." Yeah, mm, but then she got mad at Fennec Shan for just taking some fruit later. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, got it. Hey, you could bend the rules a little bit. Fennec told <laughs> us that sometimes you got to. Yeah. Um. When we're talking about record, it reminded me of a really nice moment that I think we didn't talk about in replace. Was it replacements at the end? Because the is it the beginning of the third episode where uh, they're rationing their food and Wrecker tries to take. She's like, "You can have mine," because he's still hungry. And he's gonna take it. And Hunter's like, "Dude, no, she doesn't even have a room. You're gonna let her eat her freaking food." The end of that episode was so lovely. So, yeah, they go and do the fun stuff or whatever. But the fact that Wrecker's so excited to show her what he did for her, like, I'm going to make this right. Like, you need to feel at home. Making her own space. I thought that was really lovely. And he, she just melted into it. She just loved it. I thought that was such a nice moment. I don't know why I forgot to talk about it, but it was a very great moment. Um, can't believe we 
Got it. Yeah, Wrecker seems to have taken on the most of the big brother role. Yeah. yeah. Like Uncle Hunter, Hunter's trying to be the father figure. Like he saw Cut Laquane mm-hmm. being. He's like, all right, I need to emulate that now. Yeah. Yep. But Wrecker's like the really protective big brother at this yeah. point. Like when he hears, you know, he's not with Hunter in Echo when, uh, uh, blah, 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 when Omega. Yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot her name. <laughs> Omega. About? Omega. Chip. Uh, <laughs> when Omega you know goes missing and then Hunter radios back yeah. to tech and and uh oh gosh I'm doing really bad with names right now Wrecker <laughs> when he radios back to tech and Wrecker and say Omega's gone somebody's chasing yeah. her uh Wrecker's like oh no no way not my little <laughs> sis and he gets out there yeah. you know right away to try to help so and he, he is definitely her. yeah yeah there he just like goes right down in the sewer. He's like, I got this. Yeah. Well, he didn't have it. Guy's ass kicked. Um, it's the thought that counts. Yeah, absolutely. I, guess. absolutely. I don't know if that applies in this situation. Actually, <laughs> I mean, he stopped her for a little bit. He did what he needed to do. Yeah, but uh, you know who didn't get a lot of time in this episode? Tech. Pe- yeah, tick tech. Like I was, because he's had such a great moments. Um, surprisingly to me. Uh, I know everyone's a Donatello fan. He's not my favorite turtle, but everyone loves Tech and Donatello. So apparently, Luke is a Donatello. These guys hate episode two and Donatello. Unsubscribed. Anyway, um, so I, I was a little bit surprised by that because he's quickly becoming a favorite of everyone on Star Wars Twitter. Everyone loves Tech, and then I was like, "Oh, we're getting less Tech. Oh no." Uh, so I was a little surprised by that, but uh, but it was one episode, two episodes. I don't think we no. got much in both of them. Of well, him. these episodes weren't about him. Yeah, great point. Um, what else? What else about uh, the um, the final episode and the second episode that we're talking about? Anything else, guys? I don't. I don't know. I feel like we just did a very thorough review. Of it was very thorough. It was. <laughs> I love that you're on board, though. Because I was a little worried. With the Bad Batch? I thought you were losing a trust. Well, oh. we at least now have a couple threads to follow up. Before, it was just like the Bad Batch is trying to survive. Yeah. Yep. And how much is uh, Crosshair? I almost forgot another name. I'm really struggling with the names <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm trying to pull them out. How much is Crosshair going to be tracking them down? Is that going to yeah. be the main story? Yeah. It's like, well, we kind of see Crosshair developing within the Empire now, leading this new squad. So it's like maybe he won't immediately be going after them. Yeah. What else are they going to come across? We've got Fennec Shan coming in. Are we going to see her in the next episode immediately? Or are we going to take a break from Fennec Shan? Yeah. Rex is hanging out there. We know from the yeah. some of the preview materials that Rex is going to show up yeah. in the series at some point. Cut Quain mentioned, he, oh, yeah, Rex just stopped by a day yeah, ago. You just up. missed him. So yeah. we, we know Rex is coming. So it's, it's just nice to see all these threads developing yeah. that we're going to follow. And, like, we still – you kind of referenced this earlier, Michael. We don't know – how long the show is going to be around? Is yeah. this going to yeah. be a one season and it's done? Yeah. Is this going to be five, six seasons, seven, like the Clone Wars? Like, we yeah. just don't know. And I don't think Disney knows at this point. They're going to see how it goes, probably. Yep. Uh, but they're they're laying out all these early threads and, and building 
these storylines and these connections to other series and yeah. other movies to the point where it seems like there's enough sort of juice to squeeze out of this show that yeah. I'm guessing it's more than one season at this point because we're only – this is the fourth episode technically, but the mm-hmm. first episode was kind of three. Good point. Yeah. So we're on probably like the sixth, sixth episode. But if you look at Rebels and Clone Wars seasons, a lot of them were like 20-ish episodes. Yep. yep. So we're not even quite a third of, of the way done. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot. There could be a lot to run on this thing. Yeah. Um, so they got to lay down a lot of different tracks that you can touch yep. on throughout the season. Yeah. And yeah. all of this is hosted on Disney+. Plus. It's not like they're taking it to, like, they already know, like, the show's the show. Yeah. You know, it's not like they have to be, like, they have to take it to the network and tell them this is what the first season's going to be, mm-hmm. have it approved, and then follow that. So I feel yeah. like they can change things a little bit depending on the reception from the fans too, I would imagine. And so I think that, you know, it seems like it's being received really well. It's hard to tell because we're in our own like star Wars Mm -hmm. fan bubble. I don't know how well the shoot the show is doing on Disney plus overall compared to other things. Well, at least I judge some of the promotion off of like when you log into the platform, what gets highlighted in yeah. the upper banner. And it's usually, it's been one of the things like, hey, there's a new episode of Bad Batch. It's right up front and center and, and advertised um, heavily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, and also if you've been into like the behind the scenes and interviews of cast members through all these series over the years, um, you know, you listening to Freddie Prince Jr. talk mm-hmm. or listening to Ashley Eckstein talk, they record the dialogue for these episodes sometimes a year or more before audiences end up seeing them. Yeah. yeah. So if it's going to be a thing where we're going to get a season a year of this show for several years to come, they almost have uh, need to have already been greenlit for a season two at this point. Yeah. That's true. And they maybe just haven't told us. Or it's going to be on a different timeline and you're like you're not going to get a next one for another 18 to 24 months after this one but then that kind of you lose some momentum on the series too there mm-hmm. so going into an animated series if they're buying into it and they're going to go green light on this thing mm-hmm. to me it almost seems like you got to not just green light a season and then see how it goes you got to green light you want to do three seasons okay we're going to do three seasons yeah. and that's the plan yeah so, so to me, it's either they know this is a – somebody at Disney knows how long this thing is actually going to run. They just haven't told us yet. Yeah. Yeah. I know that before they were kind of a little bit worried about people having, like, some fatigue from, like, things coming out so rapidly. And I think that's why they had stopped. Because remember when before they were like, oh, we're going to have a Star Wars movie a year come out. And then they kind mm-hmm. of, like, backpedaled on that. And they are like, maybe every – And there was that pandemic thing kind of – Yeah. yeah. Threw things um, up in the air. <laughs> yeah. And I and I feel like the um the animated shows, everybody can record their stuff separately and the animators like you don't have to be in all in the same room all crowded together, you know, to do the animation and the editing and you know, all the graphics that you need to mm-hmm. do. So I feel like maybe they have been putting a little bit more focus right now during or at least when the pandemic was like really bad last year. And like getting these shows put together. So who knows if they do already have season two recorded, they might already almost be done with the editing and the graphics mm-hmm. and stuff on that too. It seems hard to believe, especially now, four episodes in, that they wouldn't do a season two. Because at first, I really didn't 
give a crap about these guys. And now I do. So if I'm fully invested after 20 episodes and they're like, that's it, Book of Buffett, it's coming out. What? <laughs> what the hell happens to Wrecker? Like, come on, I'm on board now, and now you're taking them from me? So, uh, yeah, I've, I've, to na- I mean, a couple weeks ago, I've been like, yeah, a season, cool. That's fine. Tell us what happens to these guys. That's fine. But now you're digging in deep. I mean, Omega just got a bedroom. You know, she's going to be 35 tomorrow. Who knows? We don't know anything about how she develops. We don't know. Is she force sensitive? There's so much to be told. Well, she still also has, in my opinion, yeah. a skill or something yeah. that either she hasn't discovered or she knows we just don't know. I feel like yeah. there's so much to learn about Omega. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's and a big story there. And they're doing these. Every single episode has it. When she was in front of that animal is going to rip her apart on Cut's Farm. Uh, when she was in the 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 dragon cave, there's these moments mm-hmm. where you're like, it's gonna happen now. She's gonna levitate and then something, it doesn't. and nothing. She's just a kid, oh, just you know, terrified you out of her she's mind. Force sensitive. I don't know. I, I, it's, I those heightened skills. It feels like they're gonna come out in a time of need. You know, Ray needed Luke's lightsaber in that moment. Force pull. I can what? I can wield this thing. I can stab like Palpatine. Um, so I don't know. The four, everyone called it too at the beginning. They just didn't know that that was actually going to happen anyway. Um, but I, I don't know. There's so much to be told. Um, and I didn't think I was going to care. I, I'm so surprised that they do so well with these things that I'm just like every Friday I'm like pumped. Like maybe I wait till Saturday morning to watch it. It's not like I'm, you know, right after work, like, you know, punching out and watching like I did with the Mandalorian. I give it a little bit of time. Still don't allow it to be spoiled on Twitter for me. Yeah. Um, less spoiling on Twitter with this show. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that. But yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe people don't really care as much about it. Or maybe there's not much to be spoiled. I don't know. I don't know. But well, it's fine with me. Yeah. Well, Holly, you just haven't been on Twitter, which is why we haven't been posted much of anything. Oh, my gosh. It's actually, but I'm not going to yeah. lie. Come on. It's been super nice. Yeah. I haven't felt bad about my opinions yeah. about Star Wars. I haven't felt like someone's calling me a fake fan or yeah. a casual fan. Yeah. You poser. I well, had... t- saying you're a casual fan in our group is actually a good thing. Know, yeah, <laughs> that's true, yeah. actually. Casual fan. Exactly. Uh I don't know. It's just it's just been really nice. There's so much negativity about Star Wars. Yeah. And there's a difference between just criticizing something or constructively criticizing something. And yeah. overall, Twitter just wants to criticize and tear things down and cancel yeah. stuff instead of being... Sounds like cancel culture, Holly. It feels political. Uh, it's a touchy subject, I guess. But anyway, I don't know. There's you canceled a Twitter. I you canceled, canceled the hell out of Twitter. Deleted it. It's actually a really funny story. Can I tell it? What story? Holly's telling one of her friends the other day. Yeah, so like got got rid of a few social media apps. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, well, you mind me asking? Like, which one? She's like, I like Twitter. And first, I thought she was gonna say her Bumble app, but it wasn't Bumble. Uh, you still have that, right? Is that still <laughs> no, no. Um, she I says mean, wait, let me tw- check, check it. Check. Yep. No, we'll get <laughs> camera. Kidding. She says Twitter. I said. Uh, who's who's running the flying castle Twitter? <laughs> sure as hell ain't me. So uh, apparently, guys, we're just not going to tweet anymore. I don't know. But I, I don't really know how to tweet. I don't do a good job of tweeting. I don't do a good job of social media to begin with. I also don't do a good job of promoting the podcast. 
Like, you either listen, you find us, or you don't. Like, <laughs> it's either word of mouth or it's not. So tell your friends to listen to the podcast because no one else will. Um, so, Holly, uh, RIP Twitter. RIP. Um, maybe one day you'll come back. Eh. Probably not. We'll see. You going to set up your Zanga page again? Or? Yes. I feel like I need to blog about the podcast. Sounds like a great idea. We could sure. throw a transcript of the podcast out there, you know. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Should bring back a uh, MySpace for podcasting. You put your favorite podcasts in your top eight. I actually pulled up MySpace the other day. I was looking for my account. I couldn't find it. Oh, Tom must have deleted everything. That bastard. Oh, Luke, did you have a MySpace? No, no. I Luke, is, can you still get on MySpace? Is it's that real? Still a thing. Oh. It is still a, not. It doesn't function very well. <laughs> It's a place for music, but when you go and try to listen to music, you can't listen to it. So I don't know who is actually paying for this, but Tom is gone. Tom is out. Um, So, guys, I don't know about Twitter. Who knows? Maybe we'll strike back and maybe we'll never use it again. I don't know. (laughs) We we just, you know, we don't don't really try to get a following there. We don't use social much. Just everyone who is listening. Come on. Get one friend. Let's to go. listen, and we'll double the audience. That's actually a great idea. Oh, my God, we're going to do a refer-a-friend program. But you just don't get anything. You might get something. You might get a good time, a good podcast. You might get something. Yeah. Are you going to mail stuff out? Why not? That's fine. You may get a bubble message from Holly. Who knows? Oh, my God. Either that or up. we need Nettie, Brent. Yep, come on. Rob. Yeah. All the regulars. Let's go. To just get, like, 50 people each. That would be sick. And then we'll be good. Listen. I'm down for being a grassroots organization. (laughs) I don't need no freaking 1,800 Twitter followers. Everyone's just begging for Twitter followers. It's disgusting. I'll go door to door in the neighborhood. Excuse me. Do you have a minute? Would you like to follow us on Twitter? Do you have a minute to talk about my podcast, Flying Casual? Oh, my God. No, you can't solicit really in this neighborhood. You get shot down. Not literally shot. You, I was like, you would not just this neighborhood. get shot down. Yeah. I'm sure Jory's good for like 100 people. So I everyone so. else can probably take the day off. Jory's probably I, good for the whole state of Michigan. I think Jory's out. We haven't heard from Jory. I think Jory hates. I, he may have unsubscribed. He might have blocked you. Probably. Funny. Big shout out to Jory. Uh, <laughs> we love Jory. So Jory, come back. We miss you. We love you. Um, but guys, I'm fully invested in the Bad Batch. I don't know about you, but I want to hear what you think about uh, episodes three and four. We're fully caught up now, so we'll stay on the reg with those releases. Um, no comics lately. Uh, Holly is finishing Catalyst for the book club. Mm-hmm. I still need to finish. Uh, oh, what's it called? Oh, shoot. Uh, what's the second book called? Luke, I'm coming to you. You're second about the, book of uh, the high republic the high republic, <laughs> the high republic. <laughs> test of courage sure i think it's a test of courage it's a children's book and i still haven't finished it yeah it's, it's kind of a brief one it's a brief one not <laughs> hey, for me though michael was going strong I was and then yeah. just like all of a sudden he just like put it down he probably has uh, 10 pages left probably, he just yeah. won't finish it why i don't know and then i'm like what the hell did i read what was going on here I don't know. i'm enjoying it though i actually enjoyed this one a lot not a ton that happens, but it's fine. I know. We got to start talking about the High Republic stuff. Well, Holly needs a few days to read all the books. So I know. I'm Get reading too up. many books right now. Uh, so one day we'll uh, talk about the High Republic because Holly's reading everything under the sun but Star <laughs> Wars. Uh, no, you are reading Catalyst. So. Thank you. Um, so wait, wait, they got another month to read Catalyst yeah. probably at this point. I announced it late, so yeah. 
if the Patreon guys think that we need yeah. to push it back, then we'll just push it back yeah, a little bit. Everyone. That Two was my that was my fault. Or something like that. That's okay. That's okay. Um, it's a, it's a good one, James Lucino. You, you don't you don't see much from him anymore in Star Wars. So take what you can get at this point. He used to write a lot of Star Wars. Not he so has. Much anymore. He did have one book that he came out with that was ebook only. Ooh. What? Yeah, that's what I read his biography on the cover of the book. Which, by the way, I bought for seven dollars. A half price book. Let's go. Big purchase. But um, I feel like we got a steal there. There was one of the exact same copy, double the price. This one, so I guess this was like a quarter price book from half price books. Like it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, it says that he did an ebook exclusive Star Wars novel. Oh, we got to find that. I had no idea that existed. Yeah, download it on my Kindle. Let's go. I'm down. Um, so, guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, the Bad Batch. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be expecting a book club in the uh, next month or so, and we'll have a uh, we actually have a flying uh, or a casual council upcoming soon. I'm so excited for that. But uh, we're here for the Bad Batch. Hope you are, too. Um, All of our friends, Wrecker, Hunter, Tick, Tick. Got to watch it with Omega. I couldn't understand anything she was saying when she was announcing all the Bad Batch. Um, Give chips, Tick, and and Henny, and... uh, You keep forgetting Echo. 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 I freaking love her. Um, So hope you're enjoying it. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Hey, like we said... We don't do social media. <laughs> we don't promote the podcast. We really depend on you guys to share your love of the podcast. Uh, that helps with leaving a, a nice review for us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the word out there that Flying Casuals doing Star Wars right. That's uh, on Facebook. You can join our Facebook group there. A lot of good chat going on. Um, you can check out our Patreon. Like Holly mentioned earlier, we have uh, uh, some of our Patreon friends uh, that we like to, to collaborate with and, and, and have discussions with. A lot of fun there. So uh, check us out wherever you can. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, we're not really working Twitter. There is a Twitter. It's just not functioning. Um, but we appreciate you guys. We love you. Go get vaccinated. Take care of each other. Uh, lick each the, other's lick elbows. Lick each other's elbows, especially. And may the force with you always.